If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's time to talk some ball with one of the greatest players in Utah football history. Bill Riley welcomes the beard, Eric Weddle, to the show weekly. The Eric Weddle interview is presented by Bingham's Custom Meats in Morgan. Now here's Weddle with Riles, right here on Utah's number one sports talk, ESPN 700. Must mean we're close to football season. He makes his triumphant return to the Bill Riley Show Thursdays in this very time slot to talk football with us. Super Bowl champion and coach of what we, he hopes to be a, a, a championship club again this year as well. Soon to be high school head football coach, friend of the program, all-around good dude, Eric Weddle. Dub, how are you? Riles, doing great, man. Football season right around the corner, man. Woo! You got the Mighty Mites. You got your coaching Gage's team again this year? I got Gage's team. We got our first game Saturday. Uh, my 14U squad. Uh, we got we a tough matchup. Defending champs of the 14U division last year. And they went all, actually went all the way to Orlando last year uh, for the, you know, the Pop Warner Championships of the entire country. So we're ready. We're ready for the challenge. Uh, the boys have worked hard. Excited to watch them play on Saturday. That's a big one to begin the season, Dub. It's kind of like Utah going to the Swamp to play the Gators right out of the gate. That's You guys aren't starting with a warm-up game. You've got a real one right out of the gates. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love it. Nothing better. Let's go Let's go face the best and uh, see where we're at. And, uh, you know, you're never, you're never as good or as bad as your first game, right? Or it's never as good as bad. As what you think after a game, you know, those quick reactions. You go back, watch the film, and uh, you make adjustments. And hopefully we show, show ourselves, play physical, play sound, fundamental football, and get a win. But if not, hey, we still got eight more weeks to prove who we are and go win a championship. So uh, I'm just excited along with the youths as well. This game will not define the season, but it could get you off to a good start. Is that what you're saying, Coach? Exactly, exactly that. High expectations, obviously, uh, for for my son's team, for myself, and for the youth. Obviously, uh, that's what we believe in, right? We 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 believe that we should <clears throat> compete for championships, and no different than my youths going to the swamp, which I'll be at representing. So, anybody out there going going to the game sees me, say what's up. Let's talk shop. Uh, and, and cheer on our squad. But, uh, you know, no one game defines us, no one moment uh, early in the season. But uh, it is a big test, and it's, it, it'll be a great moment for this, this team to continue to build and continue to keep that momentum over the last couple of years of, of being a national powerhouse. I mean, that's, that's what we want, and that's what we expect. So, so, you know, people have asked me, I've done a lot of radio shows, Dub, over the last few weeks, national shows, regional shows, and, 
know, people have said to me, they've said, you know, Utah's kind of built its Pac-12 brand on the overlooked, underdog, chip-on-their-shoulder team. How are they How are they going to play this year? How are they going to play when you can't play that card anymore? And, and my response has been, you know, the guys that are on this team, they've played in three or four championship games. They won a championship last year. They got to the Rose Bowl last year. The guys that are playing on this team, that's not really their mentality. I, I understand that was kind of the mentality coming up when the Pac-12 and, and, and kind of building the rep, but this particular team and the guys that are in this room, they're used to playing in championship games. They're used to being on that stage. So I, I, I've kind of said, you know, maybe they can play that card again in a few years, but these guys, that's not really who they are, Eric. They, they feel like they deserve to be where they are right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just the identity of this team isn't, uh, you know, we're the, we're the underdog every week. You know, we're not going to be favored. I think the underdog mentality is a perfect – a perfect uh, example is that kid talking about the youths who's on that team, right? That little video clip that he's saying, man, tired of hearing about the youths. They ain't this, ain't that. Honestly, in the back of all of our minds, no matter how many championships we make, that's how we're looked at until we win a Rose Bowl or until we win a national championship, right? And, and that's just the reality. So, when we get in these games, it's not too big for us. We we may be favored, but deep down in our core, we are still the underdogs. We are still the team that came from the Mountain West that originally was from the WAC, right? And we'll always be looked at that way. So it is a driving force for us as players, as, as the community. We're always out trying to prove ourselves no matter who we're playing. And the underdog feel has kind of just always been about us. And and I think I don't I don't know if that will ever leave – us as a program because it's what defines us. It's we're a hardworking, blue-collar, team-first attitude, right? Family and team. That's, that's what we are. That's what Coach Witt preaches. And it's not about one individual. So uh, I don't mind it. And I know this is a confident group. I know they don't look at it it's like, oh, gosh, we're going to the swamp. But I also know deep down, like, there's still, uh, there's still a, a – the objectivity of where we got to prove ourselves and we are the underdog. I'm curious from your football guy standpoint, last year was such a great year. They rolled it off. It was a great Rose Bowl, even though they lost that game. But if they're going to take that next step, maintain where they are, be conference champs again. But there's a talk, Eric. I mean, if the season breaks right, Utah's got a resume or a potential resume and a team that could be a playoff team this year. But in your mind, Where's the step got to be? Where do what? What's that next step for the team, for the the, the offense, for the defense? If they're going to be in that playoff conversation, what do you got to see? What, do you, what are you expecting to see? Well, I mean, obviously, you you, you look back at the season uh, as a coach, as a program. Where do we where do we need to take the next step? And I'm sure the coaches have done that. So this isn't from what I what I've talked with the coaches. Like I talk to them, but we don't. We don't talk enough about uh, X's and O's and all that stuff. It's just really uh, how are you, how's the team doing, how's the vibe, et cetera. So when I'm talking, the next thing I'm about to say is just my personal opinion, okay? So let's just make that, yeah. make that swear. What I, what I feel from that game and where we had some tough matchups is being able to match up with the athleticism and the elite wide receivers and the skill positions that potentially you will face in a Rose Bowl, in a playoff format, 
in a national And on top of that is being, ha- is being able to get after the quarterback without having to bring the blitz all the time, right? Because that leaves vulnerability in your secondary. So I think that is a point of emphasis. It always has been a point of emphasis of defense and building, uh, building your defense from the inside out. But being in that Ohio State game, I think, opened our eyes that, yeah, we had injuries on the secondary. I understand that. But to see the pass rush and see, see some guys – uh, not being able to get to the quarterback on a consistent basis, that should be our focus moving forward. To We get to these teams that have first-round talent NFL-type guys, that's the difference, right? That's the difference between the really good teams and the teams that are competing for championships, the guys that can win one-on-one battles at any moment and be game-changers. That's what the difference is. And I think the focus has been that, both recruiting and how we're structure uh, the off season and getting in those moments and getting in those situations again. Obviously, there's better play calls. There's different situations that we could be in that you can learn from. Uh, so that's my personal opinion, and I, I obviously think that we'll get there. Hopefully, this season. We're talking to Eric Weddle here on the Bill Riley Show today, brought to you by Bingham's Custom Meets up in Morgan. You know, one of the things that's been kind of a storyline in the off season and even into fall camp a little bit with Utah, first of all, it's very odd to hear people talking so much about the offense on the Utah football team. It's always been defense first, but the offense was so good uh, last year sure. and bringing so many back, which is, which is nice. Um, they've, they've talked about the need to create more explosive plays, Dub. And, and I'm curious, you know, from a guy that played defense for an awfully long time, you know, Utah's offense was really good and really efficient last year. It really was. But it was a lot of seven, eight, nine, ten play drives. What what kind of pressure do you put on a defense when you've got the ability to hit for a one or a two play drive? When you're able to threaten that team at the other end, what and what do you think it would mean for Utah if they could add even three or four more explosive plays per game? Oh, I mean that honestly that's the difference. That that example and that uh thought is really the difference uh when you're looking at games obviously you can look at third down percentage you know red zone success rate turnover battle but at the end of the day the quickest way to win games or lose games is giving up big plays those plus 20 yard runs those plus 30 or 40 yard passes right like you look at the stats you look how the games play when you create big plays not only is it a huge advantage of momentum uh, builder for the team, but it demoralizes the other team and it puts them on the heels. And knowing that you can have a huge play at any moment, whether it be you know dialing up those trick plays each week, or you know having those uh, those guys outside, or having your quarterback right being able to hit on those hard play action you know, over routes and high sevens and, you know, double moves. Like those, that's what, that's what those, those are what kills defenses. And to be able to improve in that area will all, will all, you know, already make our offense potentially that much better because we will be solid. We'll be able to run the ball. Coach Lug will dial up great game plans each week. But if we can produce, like you said, two to four more big plays, just 20 yard plays or 30 yard passes, like, those are huge. Those are huge when you go throughout a course of a game and a course of a season uh, when you're battling these, these tough games that you give your offense some momentum and some easy plays to get things going when you can 
create some big plays. So you're going to be at the Swamp next week, huh? Oh, yeah, baby. I'm there. I wasn't going to miss this game. It just coincided that I have our only bye of the season. So I'm going to be at that game. And then, obviously, the, the following week I'm flying up and missing my game, which I tried to get out of it. But Chanel was like, seriously, Eric? Like, you're, this is once in a lifetime. You're not going to, like, you're just going to go to dinner and then fly back that night so you can coach your little 14 team. And so I'll be there the following week, Saturday, too. Uh, by the way, uh, the following week, Eric's going into the Crimson Club Hall of Fame, which is a big deal, and we'll be excited. I'll be emceeing the event Friday night. Ooh, course, baby. The game coming up on Saturday, I'll get to introduce Eric into the – well, it'll be on a video, but I'll get to welcome he and a bunch of the Hall of Fame inductees into that Hall of Fame. So we'll talk to him coming up in a week or so about that. So I, I've already had hit like three or four people hit me up on the text line, Eric. They want to know if you're going to be tailgating and hanging out before the game. They want to know where they can come find you. There's going to be like, there's going to be like 12,000 12, Utah fans are coming to the game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, first of all, that's going to be incredible this uh, next upcoming weekend uh, to, see, to see the support and, and us in force on the road. There's nothing better as a player than – and to silence uh, the, the home crowd and hear the crickets, and then you see the pockets of your alumni and the fans that are supporting you. Literally, there's no better feeling. Uh, so I can't wait to experience uh, that with all the other fans supporting the, supporting the guys. And, yeah, tailgating, I'm in. I'll just be roaming the tailgating area and just popping by people's uh, uh, spots, trying out their food say what's up, take a few pictures, and then just get the, get the crowd all riled up. You, you have any former teammates, any buddies that were Gators going back in the day? Anybody you're going to have a little side bet, a little wager with? Oh, man. Now, now that you say that, I have to think about it. I know early on in my career, uh, Brandon Seiler played for the Gators, Deshaun okay. Wynn, running back back in the day. Uh, more recently, uh, to be Quite frank, they've been terrible, so they haven't produced many guys in the league, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny to to think that about the Florida Gators. They've been such a prominent uh, feeder to the NFL. But honestly, like my last last second part of my career in the NFL, I can't I can't really think of a player that was my teammate that went to Florida. So uh, you know. Everything goes in cycles, right? We're up. Yep. They're on the come. It, it says. It seems like we'll see uh, next weekend. But over the last few years, Florida has been dog, dog, poo, poo, and that's just the truth. Uh, by the way, your guy Jalen Ramsey will probably be rooting for the Utes because he's a hardcore Seminole, so he he's got no love for the Gators. Oh, for sure, for sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be able to uh, get all those guys riled up for me. Uh, maybe send, maybe maybe I'll have them have them send a video out to the Utes and just be like, hey man, just a little incentive from a fellow Seminole to go kick kick the Gators in the face. So we'll see. By the way, I, I know you still in many ways feel a big. You didn't finish your career there, but you had some good years late with the Ravens. Um, you know, and you still got a lot of contacts here. You're still tight with Harbaugh. I, I, I get the feeling they really like Tyler Huntley in Baltimore. Golly, yes, I still keep in touch with those guys. Uh, and to see him progress and and continue to get better and see how he's played in the preseason, man, 
what a what an insurance for their team in Lamar and you know everyone hopes that things get done with Lamar and they sign him and everything goes well but you know what they have a capable backup and uh, Tyler just needs to keep on being Tyler Huntley and continue to get better and keep continue working in practice and, and the opportunities he gets because he never know you never know when your chance is going to happen and. Last year, he was thrown into a couple situations that were pretty tough on him. But to be able to get NFL experience, shorthanded, right, sometimes not even practicing all week, and to go in there and play uh, to the level he did, man, it's it's exciting to, to see the future of Mr. Huntley. I kind of feel like, Eric, based on, you know, on his limited stuff when he's filled in for Lamar in the regular season and what he's done in the preseason – I feel like it's going to be hard for Baltimore to keep him after this year. I feel like somebody is going to – even though he's a restricted free agent, somebody that needs a quarterback that maybe doesn't want to spend big bucks, that needs a stopgap or otherwise, might make him a nice offer. And, and, you know, you can't afford to pay big bucks to a backup quarterback, especially if you're giving Lamar big bucks. I think he's going to get a chance maybe maybe as soon as next year. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, that – Valuable assets at that position uh, go quickly, right? You're not you're not just going to hold on a guy uh, as a backup when he's shown that he could play uh, quarterback in this league. And some teams going to uh, want that because every year half the quarterbacks stink, and uh, the turnover is is quite uh, happens quite often. So it would be great for him. Uh, I know he likes it out there, but. Man, it's about uh, your professional career and how you make the most of it and get in a situation where you can get on the field. So who knows what it happens, but like we said last year, you know, throughout that season where he was playing, he's going to be a starter in this league at some point, and uh, he'll make the most of it like he always has. Uh, any concerns on your part about your Rams defending? We're hearing stuff about Stafford's elbow. It's tough to defend. What do you, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> That's just talking points. Uh, people need stuff to talk about. And as a defending Super Bowl champ uh, trying to repeat, they're always going to find something to say why you can't do it. And you know what? That's great, honestly, for the Rams just to kind of be looked up, look past and, and brushed aside. Uh, you know, uh, Matt's, Matt's one of the toughest guys I've ever been around uh, to, to play throughout the injuries that he's had. So he's going to be there every week. He's going to be suited up playing quarterback for the Rams. So anyone to not think that is fooling themselves. And the Rams do a great job of developing talent and coaching and, and grooming those guys that are late-round picks to be starters eventually. So the depth is there. The skill positions are there. They're adding Bobby Wagner to a defense. Feel that leadership role and just feel that playmaking and building, uh, playmaking ability on that second line of defense and just calm those guys and call the defense is it's going to be huge. And uh, you know, I, I still think they that they're one of the best teams in the league, but a lot of factors have to happen. Boss, bounce your way. You got to stay healthy. You got to win those close games. You got to match up with the right teams. Like a lot of people forget, if the Niners don't go into Green Bay in the second round and beat them, you know, that's a really tough matchup for us, uh, the Packers. We don't, we don't match up well with them. And to say if that, if that changes and Green Bay wins, to say we go and win the Super Bowl, I don't, I don't think so, where 
the Niners really wasn't a good matchup for us as well, but we also felt like we could beat them, and, and we got them at home. So the little things like that that have to happen throughout the course of the season, throughout the playoff run, turnovers, et cetera, uh, Matty Gay winning us the game with the game winner, like <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. So uh, it's, it's a toss-up. I think there's probably legit maybe six teams that can win the Super Bowl, and we'll see which one of them does it. By the way, speaking of staying healthy, how's the range of motion? How's the arm? Are you back to being 100%? Baby, I'm back. I'm back to the extent that I think I did 40-pound dumbbell press uh, incline, you know, sets of, I think I did sets of 14, 12 to 14, I don't remember. But no pain. I'm killing everything else, uh, killing push-ups. So I'm, at, I'm about 100% back golfing. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to rock. I'm trying to get in a uh, plain weight from my 14U team. So, so in case I need to get out there and show them how to run a route or show them how to defend some that I'm able and ample and I won't hurt myself. And I feel like I'm right there. I'm on the cusp. I'm doing well. So you're, you're getting close. So if you need to step in and, and, and show, give, give an example on some drills, you'll, you'll be able to do it here soon. Oh, oh definitely. Like, I, I already do it. But if I need to get out there and really, like, you know, these, these 14-year-olds want to challenge me to a race or something, like, I'm ready to just go smoke them and give them the harsh reality of who, who their head coach is. I ain't no bum off the street, man. So better, better remember that. Don't ever forget that, 14-year-olds. Um, all right, you've got a, you've got a homework exi- assignment. I want a little Florida yes. scouting report and a game prediction okay, and okay. breakdown for next week's game. So in Done. addition to getting the Mighty Mites ready for the first game this weekend, I want to break down on that game, a, a full report. But I want a little scouting report and a prediction for you on the game next week. Sound good? You're done. I love it because it will give me something to do uh, so I know what we're going against. So thank you for that. Exactly. All right, have a good week. Good luck this weekend. Go 1-0, and and I'll talk to you next week. You got it, Ralph. Thanks, Dub. Eric Weddle with us here, brought to you by our friends at Bingham's Custom Meats. Up in Morgan here on the Bill Riley Show today. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.